0: Coming to you live from Parkview Studios, the garage. This is the Brothers Up, a weekly podcast where two brothers come together to catch up. I'm Sal Biazzi. With me, as always, is my brother, Frankie Biazzi. Uh, we got a beautiful day. Doors are open. Crosswind. It's a little cold. It's a little chilly. Might be a little breezy on the podcast. Uh, whoosh, we, we've had, like, a real spring this year. So far, Yeah. And I've realized cold, I don't rainy, like it. Cold rainy wet spring. I realize I don't like spring. I just give me summer. You like a warm, sunny yeah. spring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like pre summer. It doesn't have to be nineties, but like eighties. This whole like sixties. And damp. Come on. Well, it hasn't been that damp. It's pretty wet. In the beginning, it's been fine since. And windy. It's been cold. That's what I'm saying. I'm, like, ready to go to the beach, and I can't. But that's besides the point, I guess. We talked a lot on a previous episode of the podcast. We've talked a lot about, like, art and stuff, and then about uh, video games and how, like, what they mean for art and stuff. Do you know who Sam Hyde is? Yeah. I saw a clip of Sam Hyde discuss, literally, what we discussed about, like, oh, where do video games, how are they art? And he put it in a way that I think he said something that we said. Surprisingly, I think I watched this clip. He said it better, or maybe he didn't say what well, we s- we didn't reach his conclusion. But, but this I think clip recent, in the last like I two just weeks? saw it in the last few since our last recording. But he essentially said that because video games are a culmination of all arts, like right because there's music, because there's the hand art or whatever. And because their story doesn't mean it's a higher form of art than the than everything else, because most of the time it's just taking shitty music and shitty graphics or art and putting it with moderately okay stories. Like it can't. Usually, it's worse. Like on that level. And it got me thinking a little bit about uh, something else we brought up in the podcast, which is idea. And his song, Even Shadows Have Shadows. And he has the line in that that's one of my favorite lines like of all time that anyone's ever written down on paper. And it's, uh, every form of art isolates us from humanity. And, like, puzzles me like what he means by that. But I think he's 100% right. Because what we've talked about in the past. Man, we're such a, this is such an intellectual podcast, by the way. If anyone's out there actually listening to this, like, you have to be, to follow what we're saying right now is going to be so tough. Art. Every form of art is an imitation of real life. That's what makes art good. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Like an impressionist painting. Like someone who's like, wow, look at this beautiful painting of like still life I've just made. It's so lifelike. Okay. Right? So all forms of art, in even the most primitive sense, from the moment we started putting art down, has isolated us, separated us, made us more removed <laughs> from the actual reality of... Nature of humanity. I don't... And then as art progresses, right? Like, think about the first cave drawer, right? Like, there were cavemen hunting in the plains, right? Had... Yeah. Consciousness was barely a thing. They barely had language, but they were able to communicate with each other. But primarily, it's just all about survival, hunting, gathering. Then they start drawing on cave walls. They start writing down stories. And as art progresses... Society advances, and we get more and more advances of civilization and more forms of art begins to appear and we need more and more entertainment. entertainment entertainment all those years ago has isolated us from our of the reality of our humanity itself, which would just be living in nature, which is what we've talked about on this podcast so
1: I that Sam Hyde
0: clip triggered all these thoughts about things we 've talked about on the podcast, what about like art that specifically is like commentary on society i feel like that brings you closer to it like it opens your eyes to society like like anti-art i mean i wouldn't say anti-art but like like okay let's do like um what's the guy's name now i'm gonna sound like an idiot <laughs> norman rockwell okay the guy who painted the soup cans right no, that's Andy Warhol. That's who I meant, Andy Warhol. Who Norman the fuck Rockwell. is Norman Rockwell? Okay, Norman Rockwell is an, is an Americana painter and art stylist who's famous for, like, the he's, scenes this... of kids in diners and stuff, or, like, people in diners and, like, waitress staffed and, like, the really So that's, like, okay, so stylized... I'm not talking about that. That I'm specifically not talking about. Okay. So Andy Warhol. Okay. He's just painting cans <laughs> in different colors even the most high even the highest art, like the or the lowest is a distraction from distraction it separates you, it removes you from your human nature. Entertainment itself, like art itself. Eh Maybe. I think I think maybe is a good response. Because like obviously art's not a bad thing. And who's to say? Like, it gets into the debate. But wait, who's of, to say though that like being removed from human nature isn't a good? Is it a good thing? Yes. Like, human nature might suck. Well, uh, nature is Which violent and brutal. Is probably why art exists in the first place. <laughs> yeah, to remove yourself from it. It cre- It separates like, us. Like, it's kind of why. Listen. Some people love movies because it takes them away from. Like, I love sports because it takes you away from whatever the reality is it's just interesting to me that multiple angles of conversations that we've talked about before tie into this kind of conversation that other people are having about like the nature of art and like living today we get the sense of like art, art is better like video games is a higher form of art or a lower form of art or this that and the other thing when We've had the conversation. Other people have in the conversation, like, what is it itself? Like, what, what is the role of, what does it mean to be art? Does it, does it, is it an, is it a thing that is worth considering? Does the purpose of why you do it take away from it? Yeah, I think that's a conversation we've had as well. Like, right. The motivation—that's what we've had that conversation with, like uh, the like pop singers. If you're singers. doing it specifically to be famous versus a passion for it. When we had the conversation it make about it less art, than about AI-generated art, yeah. we said, "Like, doesn't it have to have humanity?" Because I think I was it? arguing, "Like, well, it's still art." Like, yeah, but I—I I was arguing that in order to be art, there has to be—that's what the humanity. This whole thing with like the writer's strike. Yeah. and They're very much just like listen. You can't let AI do what we do. But why not? Well it's soulless. So? <laughs> half the shit they write <laughs> they is soulless. soulless yeah. yeah, but there okay, so I think the difference is is there a potential for like the AI to have something that can touch humanity in a way that's important? And like if it can, <laughs> what does that say about it? Like, if, a hum- if an AI can generate something that touches you and move, like, if, let's say it creates a piece of music and you listen to it, and it touches you the way, like, Makes Beethoven we- touched, like, 15- 16th century listeners. You know what? Listeners. It did. I don't know if you <laughs> have been on the internet last week, but have you heard Frank Sinatra singing oh, yeah. To the Window, To the Wall? That's a little different, though. Dude, that is awesome. Because that's I- new human inspirations, you know what I mean? It's pretty cool, though. But we're getting... But you're the fact your that, envelope. like... The fact that, like... That's just Frank Sinatra. <laughs> like, I don't... I know he never once sung those words. Sounds like it, though. <laughs> but he did. <laughs> Fly me too. Um, All skeet skeet motherfucker. All I did skeet, want to touch on, like, goddamn. one of the most important things nationally in the news that happened since we last spoke, and that is... I was proven wrong about something that I thought politically. Yeah. Ron DeSantis entered the race. I really am a think fucking idiot. Yeah, I kind of have the same sentiment. But my where I'm kind of leaning, I'll throw it at you from a few different angles. It's gonna ruin him. Yeah, well, if he doesn't win, it could. Depends on how it goes. Like who's in your corner, Jeb Bush? <laughs> That's a pretty big red flag for, like, everyone who thought you might be an answer. So, to the extent that it's his decision, right? Like, he's so involved it's in... It's not his decision. That's kind of phase one. It's like, the people who are involved in his campaign and his circle right now, and, like, where he comes from and his whole political career coming through the Florida political well, that's system... Why, that's why it is scary to me, though. Now like, he was, like, such... Everything about him is fake. Like, maybe not fake. Maybe, like, that's just me being harsh. But, like, I don't know. He did kind of give off the vibe of, like, he was different. I think, he's, I think I'll think i be fair to him and say he's trying to govern in a way that's different. Do you see who his potential vice president might be? No. Christy Nome of South, Car- South Dakota. Does nothing for me. I like her. I think if you're going to go, you're going to need a Democratic vice president. DeSantis? I don't think there's any way you would get one. Just the way to do it? He... You need that person who can cross the aisle. Even if it's not a Democrat, specifically for DeSantis. Joe like, Manchin? You, no. You need, like, um... Lindsey Graham. You need, like, a libertarian. You need someone who's, like, not... Who hates both sides? Well, I'll tell you this. What I'm thinking. DeSantis versus Trump is something that I think is good for the country, no matter what the motivations from DeSantis are. I think that the two of them showing the differences between them, I think it's only, like Trump, if Trump is going to win the general election, which is so far from being a given, like it's so unlikely to me, but it was unlikely that he'd ever win in the first place. So like, but if Trump is going to win, he would have to beat the best, and the best thing for him would be for him to have a real primary because it puts him front and center in the news cycle. Ahead of the Democrats, way more interesting than the Democrats' non-primary in their lame-duck White House when it's not a guarantee they're going to win re-election, is the GOP-contested primary between two legitimate candidates for a nomination. That's going to dominate the news for a year. Yeah. And DeSantis and Trump are going to run very different. They already are running very different campaigns, targeting two very different groups of voters. (coughs) Trump is doubling down on his 2016 approach, and trying to court disaffected Democrats. He really does want blue-collar, anti-war labor votes in this country. He is running on protecting Medicare, on preserving Social Security, on getting out of foreign entanglements and stopping the Ukraine war. Those are his big pillar issues. While DeSantis is strictly... (coughs) strictly... (laughs) He's obviously talked about the Ukraine war. But his focus has much more been on the Disney, trans, LGBTQ, abortion, conservative ideology. So I, so DeSantis's coalition would look a lot more like the pre-Obama evangelical right-wing coalition while Trump is trying to build something kind of new and a continuation of the MAGA movement that we saw in 2016. Remember, Trump got 74 million votes. Like, people don't understand. Like, I still, I've been saying this since the 2020 election, but the numbers that happened in the 2020 election are so comically large when you look at past elections, and it's strictly because of the way we decided to do the vote. 74 million people deciding to vote for Donald Trump. If you're someone who believes the 81 million Biden number, the 74 million Trump number should horrify anyone who thinks Trump has is, no shot. Yes! That's a tremendously that's 74 large... 74 million people. That's a tremendously large number, and there's no guarantee that you're going to see that amount of people voting again this time. Also, you... Ever again. If, I, if you could just look at it as like, alright, if Biden really did get 81, you have to say, all Trump has to do is get 8 more million votes and hope Biden can't get 81 again based on his first term. Seems pretty doable. It's going to be so... And again, remember... But no, it's real, so... And well, that's the thing. Like, it's whether or not you believe the election's actually... The numbers are actually real. But, okay, so Biden, remember, didn't campaign. He got those 81 million votes without campaigning at all. Yeah. Uh, just hid the basement. You would think he would that's have to campaign they got to, this time they got to hide behind COVID that's what I'm saying they can't like, do that This you time. would think that this time he's probably gonna have to campaign how is he gonna campaign I don't know <laughs> it's not gonna be him right they're just gonna send like people around like campaigning for him I don't know man they want this world war to start so bad probably will before the election yeah well that would be the next thing we'll get like attacked on our soil cause they don't want people don't want change when they're in a war right But it'll be interesting to see what direction the Republican Party goes. Trump obviously has a huge lead already, and DeSantis' campaign's got out to a pretty weird start. And he's kind of lost a lot of goodwill with people like you. And that's what I think is interesting, because, like, he's starting off low. He's starting off in a hole. Yeah, he's starting off kind of in a hole, we'll say it like that. And he also lost so much momentum from when I was, like... From when there was the point where I was like, DeSantis is probably the way it should go. Over Trump. Over Trump. To now, it's like, well, what, you didn't capitalize on that momentum that you had. You were, like, in such a good spot, and you decided not to announce, and then you kept not announcing, and then Trump's been, Trump's been in the, the the news. He's been doing his thing. Meanwhile, DeSantis is, like, just, you know, now he's he's just been doing his own thing, and it's... I don't know. He hasn't really done anything in that time. He hasn't time. seemed necessarily presidential or No, serious. Now, I think he's a good politician. I think that but I, it's going to be the striking difference between these two candidates if they're in debates and if they're going back and they're already trading like jabs in on social media and in press interviews and stuff. I I don't necessarily know that DeSantis... I always said, you know, DeSantis should run in 2028. I don't know if he's ready to kind of... But I just thought 2028 would make more sense if he didn't run now. That's what I'm saying. Like, if he runs now... He has no chance in 2028 if he, you're if he gonna, embarrasses himself. You're going to ruin... like This could be career-altering for yeah. you. Like some politicians can can run and fail and it, they can get through it and run again later, some can't. It depends on where you're situated. Right now, the where he was versus where he he will be at. He'll have to go run for like Senate in Florida. It's gonna look bad. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna look bad. And like I don't think it's like a cakewalk. No. At all. Like it's an uphill battle. I agree. And say what you want about Trump. Like, I mean, his base is still his base. But that's why I think maybe... Here's the double agent play. Where I think that... Make Trump look De- good? Trump made DeSantis career, remember. Like, DeSantis was just... Rookie congressman from Florida. Trump brings him into the inner circle with mm-hmm. Gates... And Jim Jordan... And these other Congress people Early on in the presidency. And then DeSantis is a big fighter for Trump and to his credit with McCarthy um, until DeSantis leaves Congress to go run against Gillum and win that election in Florida, right? Then Trump announces he's going to move to Florida. So like the notion that these two guys just all of a sudden are like, it's been pretty vicious already. And it's kind of almost silly. Like Trump is saying things that I don't even believe he believes. That's why I don't like it. But Remember, this isn't for you. The show the political show that's gonna happen over the next twelve months isn't really for you. It's for got people who haven't paid any attention and won't pay attention outside of watching CBS two it before like Wheel of Fortune comes on or something. you know what I mean? Having DeSantis run a legitimate campaign that really has no chance that generates a shit ton of money from people who hate Trump highlights Trump's strengths on the position. Because remember, if we win, Trump is going to have to make his actual political points. Yes. And he does have good political points that DeSantis does not want to make or will have to make if he's going to beat Trump. So the notion that he's going to have to go in there and really defend the Ukraine war versus someone who doesn't want it or really defend cutting Medicaid against someone who wants to preserve it it's going to highlight those differences. And if when Trump comes out at the end, the the people Trump wants, the Democrats who probably before COVID or maybe even before this primary would have never considered voting for him, who see DeSantis as maybe a real political person, might start seeing Trump as a real political person because he won that primary. And that might be the f- and then you know how you fix it after the after the. The convention you say DeSantis is the VP and then unify the party DeSantis has always been in the pocket the whole time actually and then DeSantis runs in 2028 now I don't see it third angle I'm concerned about this I think Donald Trump is going to win this primary pretty easily but I think that DeSantis is actually the, the last vestige of status quo power in the conservative wing of mm-hmm. the GOP. So, like, I think this is a desperation play by the Cheneys and the Bushes. And, like, whatever... Now, she... DeSantis's wife is really big in this circle. She is a political opera. She's not, like, an innocent first lady-type figure here. She runs deep... I don't know what, like, their personal life is, but I do know DeSantis is a career Navy intelligence guy, and he's come up through this political machine that has installed presidents in the past. And if this is a desperation play from, like, GOP status quo back to the Bush era that, like, rigged the Ohio election in 2024 and then murdered people to cover it up, like, go look into it. Allegedly, I'm not saying that. I think other people have made that case, though, pretty convincingly. I would say, is it possible that even if Trump has an amazing primary, similar to Bernie Sanders' 2016 primary, that there's nothing he could really do to win it in the in the last in the first, in the, any place? And it's we're going to get just... to the convention, and DeSantis is going to end up being the nominee no matter what happens in the in the primary leading up to it, which could prompt what we've always wanted to see: DeSantis, Biden independent Trump. That'd which be cool. would get my dick so hard. <laughs> I would like an independent Trump. But I would just like an independent anybody. I'd, re- I'd prefer an independent anyone but Trump. <laughs> for being honest. But who could run independent and convince you that it was legitimate? Like Matthew McConaughey? Yeah, like a guy who's not... Like... Like someone I follow on Twitter. I wouldn't trust Matthew McConaughey. Like Dave Smith. Or... Uh... Any, like, political people? See, like... Like, Thomas Massey. Like, someone like that? But, like, even them, like, I don't know. like Tulsi? Tulsi? Like, if Tulsi does it... None I of those th- people could ever possibly win. I think they could. See, that's the thing. Is I think we're underestimating that, like, this country is hungry for just a real person. You're under- no underestimating... You're <laughs> underestimating the hold the political parties have. Well, Yes. So like you could pull away, like even if hey, hey, hey! Oh hold on. Wait, my dog's escaping. Quinn just tried to make friends with the neighborhood dogs. We got him back. We gotta keep like he's so good most of the time with the door open, but then all of a sudden he's he's gone. gone. (laughs) Uh anyway, so yeah, you could pull away, like, millions and millions and millions of voters from both parties, but there's gonna be at least like thirty-five percent of both parties that won't move, and that would those people are idiots? So, like, what are you? What are you left with of the voting? If block? you're one of those people, you they don't watch a, or listen to anything. You but shouldn't their, be allowed to vote. Those people should not be allowed to vote. The ecosystem. You shouldn't be allowed to register to a political party. But you, you underestimate you. I don't want to say it like that. The ecosystem that controls the minds of the average American is so much deeper than you what we view as control. I know. So, like, for example, we're talking about politics, but most people who are going to vote in the presidential election don't think or talk about politics. Yeah. Okay. So where do they get their political information from? Not really the news. No. Okay. And not really... Not really... Like, Twitter. Not really Twitter. These are people who, like, aren't even on Twitter. These are people who are, like, getting their news from, like... They love the Oscars, and they watch the Kardashians, and they are in nail salons, or... And then, on the other end, it's people who are in church. It's people who are, uh... Maybe, let's say, working on the roads all day, every day. And, like, don't pay any... And, like, with the free time they consume media, they're consuming, like a comedy special or something, and they're, like, forming their opinions on news just from, like, secondary information from those sources. That's the vast majority of the voting block, which is why it's so hard to reach them. Because they don't pay attention. They don't want anything. It's like trying to call someone's house (laughs) and they've cut their landline. (laughs) I can't get a hold of them. So, like, those people only identify with, like, traditional... Usually, it's something passed down from their family. Like, they've become Democrat or Republican. Because that's what their family knows. Other people who are in that group had some conversion experience, right? Like, they were one thing, at a very young age became something else, and and then that's just it. They've always been that thing, and they've never really looked deeper into it since then. And then, like, it's just... The communal aspect, so it's like, I live with a bunch of these types of people, and they all say these types of things, and that's just what we do? So, like, there are a lot of people, millions and millions out there, who you'd call awake, or you'd say they're, they're, you know, informed on the issues, or they're motivated to try to convince other people to vote one way, and it's on both sides of the aisle, there are people like that when you get to federal presidential campaigns you're talking about a group. but that's why Joe Biden and Trump that election was so fucking weird cuz usually the only way you win that way is by going to places like bumfuck Iowa and actually kissing people's babies like you literally Biden have to let people see who you are as a person and those people then say I like this one or that one cuz he was this way or that way I mean, there might be something to the whole, though. Like, this is where, like, why I'm, like, still so hesitant about Trump. If, let's assume 2020 was real. Yeah. The only reason why that happened is because of how much people hated Trump. Yes. Whether it was legitimate or not and the reasons for it were founded or unfounded, doesn't matter. Yes. People fucking hate this guy. Sure. Sure. And in order for things to get better, I think there needs to be someone who's not as hated as Donald Trump. Now, unfortunately, I do think we're in a position where, because of the power that the left-leaning media has, is it doesn't matter who is the face of the Republican Party or is the nominee or anything like that, they will just be painted with the same stuff that Trump was painted with. They'll be less hated, but still, like, hated because they're just going to be called a trans-hating, racist, xenophobe. Especially DeSantis, who's, like, got all these bills in Florida that actually, like, like, are interpreted that way by the left. He's a book-banning, trans-killing, genocidal maniac. Hey, that's his... That would be his grave, you know? But imagine, like, if that... That's why I think it's interesting that Trump is running to the left, because if... DeSantis has the ability to win the primary, Trump could actually make a leftist run as an independent. It'd be hilarious. It would never happen. It wouldn't be allowed to happen. You wouldn't think. So that's the GOP primary right now. I think that DeSantis is probably just going to end up poop in the bed it, I don't like the way he started this campaign I don't think he has much of a chance but I don't know though I don't want to underestimate the guy either yeah, but I agree he's yeah. a great he's been a great politician so like maybe he's just gonna ham it up and, and he's governed well and watch him and he's got know. a and he's got a, lot of money, it and he's got a big yeah, team behind him like, it wouldn't surprise me if in like three months we're talking about like oh Santos has closed the gap and then in like six months it's like it's neck and neck also, I wouldn't be surprised that, like, Trump does something that's, like, stupid and loses every... Like, the vaccine stuff is still crazy to me, that he's still just, like... That's an interesting point of distinction between two candidates, too, because DeSantis is actually way better on the vaccine front than Trump is if you're someone who's skeptical of the vaccine. But he's way better on the vaccine if you're someone who's more liberal. Like, Trump is the better... The, let's say you're someone who... Was a Democrat, but like over the last few years, really don't like Biden. And you're seriously looking to maybe. And that's the thing though. I was like, I just don't see anyone in that camp who There's could lot... switch to Trump now. And here's why. Here's yeah. why. In 2016, there was this belief that it didn't matter how left you were or how upset you were with the Democratic Party. The option for Trump was there because you thought, well, it's either I can, I can really make a big a big, uh, stink here. I can burn it down. And think, because he didn't do that, it's like, how do you vote for him this time around? How can someone leave now? I think there are a lot you're going to see in the next election, regardless of who the GOP candidate are. You're going to see a big... The party switch is still underway here. I think you're going to see a large swath of formerly Democrat voters who were late to pick up on the fact that Joe Biden is ex- is an extension of the neoconservative wing of the Democrat Party rather than their fictitious imagination of what Barack Obama campaigned on in 2008. There's still a lot of... That's, on. that's so mind-blowing to me, though. I know. But I think it's happened... COVID was a big one, but they didn't vote for Trump <coughs> in 2020. I think there's a lot of people who are in... Most of them fall in the vaccine-hesitant camp. So, like... And a lot of them fall in the minority camp. We're going to see when the crosstabs come out of the next general election. But you might be, it might not look like it. Because let's say Trump is the nominee. Trump could still lose massively to Biden the same way he lost in 2020, if we believe the results. And pick up a lot of inroads on the Democrats' former stronghold voters. So, like, the Democrats are surging in new voters all the time. And it's only getting bigger for them. So, like, young people and immigrants. And there's more young people and more immigrants voting every single election all the time. But I think you'll see the GOP, whether it's Trump or DeSantis, but primarily if it's Trump too, get more minority voters, more, uh, like, especially black and Latino voters, but you'll see them get more... Um, what you'd consider like highly educated voters you'll see Trump get more in that category and you'll also see Trump get a lot more people who voted for Biden who would fall in like the older group and I think that's because those people didn't vote in 2020 but we're going to see that's my prediction and I still think that Trump should have won like if COVID doesn't happen Trump wins that 2020 election like he's spiking the football like statue of liberty high stepping all the way in, like, Yeah, I mean probably. So the propaganda machine was really strong, but it's it's weaker now than ever before, and it gets weaker every day. It's gonna be really interesting to see how they prop up sand. they already pro- The news stories that are coming out from in like liberal magazines about DeSantis, it's like being in the Twilight Zone. They're like Two weeks. Here's, ago, how, ready to De- kill him. Yeah. Here's how DeSantis could be the number one candidate for the GOP with all of his smart ideas. It's like, who the fuck is right? And then as soon as he beats Trump for the nomination he'll be like, here's why DeSantis is the next Hitler. Correct. We don't like him at all. What they do is very transparent. (laughs) Um, So, did you see any of the new Avatar Less Airbender news? No. What is it? So there's going to be a movie. This is coming from the creator of Avatar and Nickelodeon. And it's Aang and the gang in their 20s and 30s as adults. like a full-length feature film in theaters. And it's in the original art style. But here's why I'm kind of upset about it. None of the original cast is reprising their voice roles. They're getting all ethnically correct actors to play the... The voices, um, I think I like that. Yeah, but maybe, maybe Ang's voice would have been cool. I don't know, like Zuko. Like, you don't think that actor could give an adult Zuko voice? I mean, he probably could. So like he's gonna sound like a whole different person. Like you can, and like these people aren't real. Like they're not actually Asian people because Avatar doesn't take place in the real world. So like, what does it matter what race the actors are? Sokka was Jack DeSegna. He looks... I, most of them I thought were already, like, minorities anyway. I know this guy. Like, the guy who plays Zuko... I've seen him in stuff. I don't think I've seen him in The guy who plays Zuko, I'm pretty sure, is, like, a minority. Like, why can't he stay and reprise his role? Let's see. Yeah, Zuko is Dante Basco he's like a or something. Yeah, like, why can't he be the Boyzazuka? I oh. don't Daniel Day Kim was General Fong. Huh. Yeah. Wow. It's the most... It's the number nine most searched anime today. <laughs> Avatar. Yeah. Sweet. So I'm pretty stoked to see it a reunion of the cast and some new story when they're like adults taking on like challenges as like and it's geared towards people like us adults who used to like the cartoons it's weird that they're not going to use the same voice actors it's just like it's just like I know it's a cartoon but I like the old cast and like is it going to be the same I don't know if it's sexist to say but like don't care about any of the girl voices. <laughs> Toph? Alright. Katara? Like, I don't give a fuck who voices her. <laughs> she had no impact. Katara's probably the one that matters the least. Right? Anyone could probably voice Katara. Such a slight to the Katara voice actor. She but I can't think anyone can do Toph, too. Like, Toph, it's not really about the voice. It's about the way things are said. No, yeah, the, the, the way She's such an angry, like, spunky young girl. Yeah, but that's just the attitude. It's the actress, given the performance. I can, yeah. <laughs> Women don't know how to act. So, and then the Netflix show is on the way, but there's still all sorts of issues with that coming out. Do you have HBO Max? Yeah, I do. Do you have you had any experiences with the trade from
1: Max? No, no, not yet. Just Max.
0: Not yet. I know. Cool. I've heard people complaining about. People it. are pretty much convincing me it's is one of the dumbest things to ever happen in entertainment. I don't get what, like, what even happened. Oh, this reminds me of something I wanted to talk about last week, but didn't bring up. You remember the movie The Alamo? Did you ever see it? We talked about this. We didn't talk about it on the podcast so did we? No, but you told me about it. Well, I told you that I was I like the Alamo. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was still probably I don't know if it's number one or number three, but it's one of the biggest box office failure of time. It cost hundred and eighty million dollars to make that movie, they built a 50-acre set. It was the largest set ever made for any movie, ever. They probably thought the movie was going to (laughs) be so good. Well, no, they actually knew before it released that it was going to (laughs) bomb. But while they were making it, before they knew it was going to bomb, they were like, this might be great. They saw how good Saving Private Ryan was. It's a Disney movie. So they were trying to, like... The Alamo? Yeah. So they were trying to, like, capture what Saving Private Ryan did, but then they didn't want it to be, like, R-rated, and, like, they didn't want it to be too gory. So then it became something else. It became, like, a historic... But it's one of the, in my opinion, one of the best historical movies you can watch. It is so good. Do you know how much it made? So I told you it made, like, it cost, like, $180 million.
1: Box what? office.
0: Worldwide. How much? You're good at these. You usually know, like, box office. Let's like, see. Just if you had to guess. How much did it cost? And it came make? out in 2003, I think, or 4. 180? Yeah. And it's one of the biggest flops ever. Yeah. So it probably made less than, like, 100. So it's probably somewhere, like... I would hope it made, like, 50, but I don't know. Did it make 50 mil? No. It's less? Like, 30 mil? Less? 20 million? A little more. $22 million. Oof. Can <laughs> you imagine lighting $160 million? That is price? no money. <laughs> I could shit on camera, and that would do better than $22 million. Originally, Ron Howard was supposed to direct it, and eventually it got passed out to this guy, Jonathan Hancock, or something like that. And it was his first major director- directorial debut, but he was super into making it historically accurate. Wow, and the, the cast is like really good, too. It's such a good cast. So he turned into Disney a 3 hour and 40 minute film. <laughs> and they told him to cut it down to 2 hours. <laughs> it's like, but that's like we've never, all the, <laughs> we've all never the seen the director's cut of it, but it, based on what's actually there, I wish that we could see the director's cut. Because like, the movie's so good for how handcuffed and bad it actually ended up being. It's a lot of money to lose. But the reason why I bring it up, we were just talking about the HBO Max streaming service, and I was saying how stupid, I wanted to say, it seems like, based on what people are saying about it, one of the stupidest things that any company's ever done. Because, like, the reason why they did it is because HBO Max, HBO Max and HBO is a really good brand. Yeah. But they have other brands, like Discovery and Show and Cinemax, so we, mm-hmm. I don't know what the other thing is that are not good brands. So what they wanted to do was tie them all together to make the other brands related to the good brand. But what they've actually done is just made the good brand bad, which is like what companies love doing these days, which is so weird, It's like ruining their good brands. Which brings me to Disney, because like Disney, Disney Plus kind of sucks. I don't know if you notice. But like they have all the classics. Especially. Yeah. But like you would think that because they're trying to compete with other things, what they could do is just put every goddamn thing they possibly could, everything they have the rights to, up, that you could well, even possibly remember. But what they've actually done, like, I don't know if you know this, they've taken a whole <sighs> bunch of movies down recently, including, like, Lightyear, like the movie Lightyear, which just came out, because, like, they're just embarrassed that, like, people don't watch it. But, like, I went to search for the movie The Alamo, because I wanted to watch The Alamo. It's there? a Disney movie, and it's not on there. Like, why wouldn't The Alamo, you own I that I should movie. be able to watch The Alamo. <laughs> It's one of the shittiest movies ever made. You own the rights. Put it on your streaming service so I can watch it. They have like every iteration <laughs> of Airbud, but I can't watch the Alamo. So you'd think they just put like all their content online for you to see so they could compete with other companies that have Like my like the HBO Max thing is like literally they're just flooding it with shitty content. Disney's the opposite. It's like we're taking all of our so content. So is that what down. people don't like about HBO Max? Essentially. It's like they've put like all this they essentially raised the price and gave you all the discovery plus content and Cinemax content but it's like but like no, no one watches that. <laughs> it's like now I just have to scroll through my <laughs> stuff even longer to find something I want yeah <laughs> and they changed the names so like they took HBO they don't even want to anything about HBO like it's just all one thing now it's one bad thing there's like ten good HBO shows that everyone watches HBO for speaking of House of the dragon you see the trailer? No. The trailer came out. It was looking good. I was just looking at... Because Succession's finale was yesterday. Okay. And everyone was just tweeting about it. I hate when a really, really popular show... Gets, like... Is, like... Momentum. And I'm not in it. I don't want to be in there. Like, I don't know. Like Everyone's, like, talking about, like, this is What's it. What's gonna happen Four now? years, we've been waiting <laughs> for it. The show's finally... Let's see how it all ends. Who's gonna win? And I'm like... I know the characters, because I did try to watch the show. But here's the thing. I've watched the first... I think I watched the first five episodes. That show... Listen, I'm not saying it doesn't get good, because I don't know. But, like... Five episodes is enough where I should be like... I'm in. I'm either in it, or I'm out. And I was out. Because it wasn't that good. It was good. It was fine. It was entertaining. But, like... I wasn't like... Oh my God, this is so good! But I was upset because everyone was tweeting about it. I was like, well, "Well, so I was like, do I have to go watch this show now?" I don't watch anything until a Game of Thrones show comes. Yeah. So there's a new trailer for House of Dragon. Yeah, it's exciting. Looks good. When is it? It's when like, when is like a season t- was barely a trailer. This just like a teaser. I was gonna know? say well, season two. I feel like is like still it's like, like two dragons. years away. Yeah. They just started filming, so. Pfff, ffff, ffff. is my mouth all blue tongue's pretty blue was it a good lollipop it was I don't think you could possibly look masculine while eating a dumb dumb lollipop oh no I think you can There are lollipops where you can't look masculine eating. I don't think Dum Dum is one of them though. <clears throat> so small. Yeah, but I think that's why it's like fine. <laughs> I was thinking like Tony Delvecchio from Backyard Baseball. Thinking, what, what? He's a manly. He's like an eight-year-old child. Manly. <laughs> it's a manly eight-year-old child. He's cool. What about um, those big round, like rainbow-colored pops that are like yeah, like black. those. Like, those are impossible. Because <laughs> you have to lick those. Those don't even go in your yeah, mouth. Yeah, anything you have to stick your tongue out and lick actively is going to be much harder. What about the long, long rainbow? Like, the twist. Are those even lollipops? Like, the unicorn pops? Yeah. <laughs> it looks. That's why they're called the unicorn pops. Look- because it looks like you're blowing a unicorn. <laughs> looks like you're sucking a unicorn's dick. <laughs> I thought it was in reference to the horn on the unicorn's head. Yeah, but their horns aren't like rainbow colors. (laughs) Only their dicks are. You ever seen a unicorn dick? (laughs) Rainbow. That's where they get the gay pride flag colors from. (laughs) Probably. Hey, what's going on with Target? Uh, I don't know. I well, here I know. I I care so little. I'm surprised you care. You don't care. You're a big culture warrior these days. What? I thought you were. You're all about the culture war. No. You. You're like. Pro. God, there's so much to talk about this week. All right, hold on. Wait. Target has gay month, and they have clothes, but the clothes are for like little kids, and that's why people got upset. This doesn't bother me. Some of them are like, "I want to be gay," and it's like for four-year-old boys. so Like that's like. Uh, we have a problem. It's kind of weird. What? I wanted to go over a Twitter thread today on the podcast. Yeah. I'm, I've am i been blocked by the, the author tweeter? of the tweet, so I can't... Who's the tweeter? Maybe you can look at it at your phone. Who's the author of the tweet? I don't know. Why would you be blocked by a person? Probably because I quote tweeted and said, This thread is fucking insane. Every tweet is more insane than the next. Holy shit. Alright, so I should go to your Twitter Yeah, if you go to my Twitter, is that thread there? It's only like my second tweet down The one about Iron Judge? No, the one after that I can't see it Why can't you see it? The owner limits who can see their tweets So does that mean I wasn't blocked then? Maybe the person went private. Who was the person? What was it? I don't even know. I can't even find her name now. What was the gist of the thread? It was just... It was a, this woman just going ballistic about... <laughs> we shouldn't let women on Twitter. How she's... Honestly, no. <laughs> she was talking about Taylor, the Taylor Swift concert. Okay. And how Taylor Swift is problematic... And the pr- the marginalized, the yeah, and like how she feels so bad for her marginalized fans, but like she bought these tickets when Taylor Swift wasn't problematic. so Like now she's <laughs> like, I'm still gonna go, and like I feel bad, and they're really nice seats, and like that's because I and I don't I don't think anyone should have nice things, but like I'm allowed to have nice things. Cause, and it was just insanity, and I wanted to like go through like each tweet and just talk about the lunacy that is the left, but. So for so, they're there was that. Crazy. I was just complaining about conservatives stealing twenty minutes ago. Yeah, they're dude, all they're all bad. Oh my god! Here's, here's who's bad. Anyone who has a real opinion on anything. <laughs> well, I mean, I wouldn't agree. I have real opinions on things. No, believe opinion is is not just that everything is bad. You're wrong. <sighs> We've got to start because I want to talk to you about Trump and DeSantis. We can get started. We gotta have some sort of post though. Alright. Do we have a post? I don't know. What do we want to talk about? Did we record it? I'm, we're recording right now. Oh. This is the post. How long have we been going? For five minutes. Is that enough? I don't know. If you think we're going to talk a lot about Trump and the Santa, so it could be enough. We're to talk about a lot of things. Alright, that's fine.